with the world um, and give back because I find that for myself, meditation is one of those things that I felt um, is so needed in the world. And if I can help others find themselves and we can help rather than be like in an emergency room, be like do self-preventative work. Um, I thought that that would be a good idea. So that's kind of where the idea started um, in prevention. Um, realigning the nervous system. And today we're going to tap into the creation of thoughts. So kind of where, where we, where those thoughts begin of feeling whole 
So the decisions that we make come from a space of feeling completely whole rather than coming from a place where we get up in the morning in the need to fill a hole, which is a very different mindset. So we're gonna take our second inhale here, inhaling through the nose again, and take your time. Again, at the top of that breath, pause, and just ask yourself if there's more space. So just continue to inhale. Your mind might tell you you're full, but pause and then inhale some more. When you get to the top of that breath, I want you to pause there for a moment and just hold space for this wholeness. Notice what that feels like to feel completely full. So rather than going into the world hungry, we go in feeling full and then softly exhale. This time, tightening the core at the bottom of that exhale and just blow out through the lips, right? So through the mouth, tightening the core and just emptying the stomach completely. One more inhale here. This time, just at your own pace, inhale here again. Notice if your mind is slowing down and meeting your body, wherever that is. Top of that inhale, pause, and exhale. notice where you are and this is really in the body when we take the time to meditate we take the time to notice what we're feeling like where our body is where our emotions are at where our nervous system is at the moment So what we're gonna talk about is the concept of like where our thoughts are created. So noticing first that the mind itself is like Velcro. It will, it will attach itself to anything that we let it attach it to. With that being said, then it depends on what we allow into our environment because everything that enters the mind has to be processed. So like, for example, like the sense of social media, um, you know, if you look at five pictures, right? Banana and apple, oranges, lemons, it all needs to be processed even if it, if you looked really quickly, even if you just glanced, it will show up in your day at some point and have to be processed. So just like with food, right? There's a calorie count. 
the sugar has to be processed, right? The carbohydrates, all, all, all the bits and pieces, the fats, all of it has to be processed. And when we don't eat healthy, right? The consumption, when that isn't, when we don't consume right, what ends up happening is, is we don't feel right. But a lot of, we're taught a lot about food. Um, we're not taught a lot about our emotional well-being. So when we understand that thoughts work very similarly to food, then we can begin to orient ourselves correctly. So how do we do that? So we are not our thoughts. We are the awareness. We are the awareness that we give our thoughts. So depending on what we give attention to is what is going what we're going to experience. So that's kind of where there's so much talk around let's say um, a positive positive mindset or motivation, right? All that stuff is to to gear your focus up to really be able to hone in on what it is that you desire in your life. But what we struggle with nowadays is the idea that there's so much advertised, there's so much placed in front of us, and everything is done in a very attractive way, where we end up thinking we need things that we're not sure we actually need, or we're living somebody else's experience. So we step into the world saying, I need that, or I think I need it, or if I have that, I will be a happier person, right? Because that's kind of how it's advertised, the same way diets are advertised. And we all know that most diets don't work. And the reason is, is the same way we're not happy with our consumption, right, of advertising and the clothes we buy and all that stuff. And the reason is, is be, the way we know this is because we keep on buying more. The component that's missing here is the self, the building of you. So much of what we build, we forget forget to include ourselves. And when, when it doesn't include us, then we keep on searching. But like the beginning of this meditation, another struggle that we, be, we have is that we don't enter our day from a space of feeling full. We step into our day with this hole, this emptiness, looking to fill a space rather than learning how to create emotional wholeness before we begin our day. And then that goes to the creation of thoughts where we are the attention that we bring to the thoughts, not the thoughts themselves. 
But when we are coming from a place of wholeness and fullness, from an emotional standpoint, then it's much more difficult for somebody to convince us that we are missing something or we won't make these quick rash decisions that really have to do with escaping. And what we can do then is really relax into our body and begin to trust ourselves. Confidence is built off of trust. And one of the greatest things we can do is just build this internal trust. And that's usually built from a space of getting to know yourself first. When you think about going into the world, entering the world, ask yourself, how do you find the people you trust? How do you trust? What are the signs that allow you to trust somebody else? And just apply that to building trust inside your own self. When we take the time, right? The first, one of the first signs of trust, of how to, when we trust even the adults in our life, a parent is that person shows up. That person is present for us. And when we are looking to build our greatest asset, which is ourself, it's very important to show up for ourselves emotionally. So for a lot of us, we've been taught how to organize our lives physically, right? Create a successful exterior where we live in beautiful houses and we eat healthy meals and we have friends money right there's an abundance but when it comes to our own emotional well-being that's a place that so many of us struggle with because it all starts there it all starts with the where the attention is so i want you to ask yourselves Think about a time or a space or a task that you really trust yourself doing. So just take a moment, notice how your body feels. Notice if your body is connected to your mind. If your body has equal authority to your mind. A lot of times we give our brain all the authority and we neglect to include the body's intuition. Notice what are those factors that allow you to be that present in the experience. What is the thing that allows you to move forward? 
And a lot of the times it comes from being able to do this over and over again. So there's repetition. Usually it comes from a place of struggle as well, where we've had to take the time to isolate ourselves. So when there is a struggle, what happens is, is we have to remove ourselves from a situation of something that's not working and begin to try, attempt to try something else. So there will usually be a series of escaping, trying to look for external remedies. But where we have success at the end of the day is when we surrender completely and invite ourselves into our body and begin to build from within. That is where we are able to perform the best. And usually those are the areas that we succeed with in life because what we've done is we've taken the time to access our inner strengths. Using our own tools, removing the clutter of the mind, right? So we're when we struggle, when we're in that space, we have to surpass all the things that might be attached like Velcro to the mind, right? And we really, really have to focus on the awareness where our awareness lies. And then we have to begin to steer it. A lot of times there's a lot of failure attached to that. There can be suffering and pain that we relate to in those spaces. But from another from another like angle, you could think about it as almost like a marketing strategy. Where they, where they, where it's marketed to us that if we, you know, if we spend that time by ourselves, um, you know, we're going to be lonely. We're going to feel that loneliness. And for so many of us, we fear that. And the reason we fear that, and I've shared this before, is because as children, for a lot of us, when we were put in isolation, right? If we were sent out of a classroom or sent to our room, right? Or if people ghost us, a lot of times we connect that to error as in something, we've done something wrong. So then as adults, taking that time to spend on our own, what we're doing is, is we're relating the time by ourselves to loneliness and error when that's not necessarily the case and then it kind of stimulates a sense of suffering right it's almost it's it's not on some level what i've discovered and again i can only talk from my own experience is that some of that suffering is it's almost like synthetic it's because the mind was programmed like that, we feel like, oh, 
if I'm by myself, that means I need to suffer. So it's almost like a stimulant that it's an artificial stimulant. But when we take the time to clear the mind, declutter that space, what we begin to understand, first of all, is what belongs to us emotionally. We're able to separate our own experiences from other people's experiences. We're able to lean into ourselves, declutter the space, and start to build that emotional muscle from within. And really create a relationship with our attention, which is where we are, rather than who we are, which would be categorized as the thoughts. So as you take your time to move through today, notice where your thoughts come from. Ask yourself, when there's a thought that shows up in your mind, ask yourself, where might that thought sprouted from? Ask yourself, where you were when that thought arised. And what you'll begin to notice is that when you focus on where rather than who, which is the ego, it'll begin to stabilize the ground beneath you. It will give you the compass for your attention. And what happens in that moment is you're really, really able to gain clarity. your experience you're able to ground your reality in the sense of what is real and what is staged in our lives by going slower as well by taking our time what we're doing is just giving ourselves time one of the things we struggle with is we say, I don't have enough time. That thought in itself is almost an indication that you're living on somebody else's watch, not on your own time. And obviously we need to show up for our responsibilities. But when we begin to own our own time, whereas we know that what I say a lot is, take your time. You have all the time in the world. The whole world will wait. When we begin to take ownership over our schedule, and we begin to add 
quality experiences, replace synthetic experiences with authentic experiences, where we're beginning to get to know ourselves more. And this could be by just clearing out some of the, the noise that shows up daily. is we're able to walk through our day feeling so much more content. There's a sense of contentment that is available to us that isn't available to us when we are rushing around and on somebody else's clock. So take your time today. Begin to discover origin of your thoughts, grounding yourself in what your reality is, in where you are rather than who you are. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, if you do enjoy this self-care practice, I give it every day, five days a week free to reach out and I can send over the, the details. And feel free to follow and like. Um, I'm Esther. This is an Ujjayi self-care practice. Have a wonderful day.